<clears throat> hey guys, welcome to my channel. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue, and uh, we're going to be talking about Enneagram Type 6 and being in relationship with Type 6. Um, before we get started, just a couple of uh, notes. Thank you to my patrons. I really appreciate your support for the channel. Also in the description below is a link to my website, TomLahue.com. You can book coaching appointments if you want to, uh, you need help trying to figure out what your, your Enneagram type is, um, or you want to know more about being balanced or what growth would look like for you, how to get along uh, better in your relationships, or you just have some general questions about the Enneagram. I'd love to meet with you. Also on my website is a link to uh, certificate programs. I offer two programs at the time of this video. One is in Enneagram Coaching. It is a short six-week program, intensive. We do it over Zoom, and um, it's been fantastic. It really has. It's been awesome. Um, I'm in my uh, fourth group. My fifth uh, cohort is about to start um, at the time of this video. I also offer a, um, a program in Enneagram Relationship Coaching. That also is a six-week program. Uh, offered by Zoom at the time of this video. There may be new platforms coming, but that's the way we offer it right now, and we'd love to have you in one of those programs. Really is a lot of fun, great information. I take you behind the scenes into my coaching um, and show you what I do and how I do it and just kind of get into the way I think and help people through their, their problems. So if you love the Enneagram and you want to help people and uh, you want to see you know, what coaching looks like, I'd love for you to sign up for one of those uh, certificate programs. Also, thanks to my patrons. I really appreciate your continued support for the channel. All right, let's get started. We're going to be talking about type six. And I have to admit that my notes are a little bit all over the place. I read, um, you know, I'm pulling from several books in this series. Uh, over here on my bookshelf, on the bottom shelf are all my Enneagram books. Of course, I've got a ton of them on Kindle as well. But uh, through this series, I'm mainly looking at these four books, uh, all on Enneagram and relationships. Um, that's the, pretty much the theme of these books, and I'm pulling from this information. And when I put it down in my notes, it's a little scattered. I try to keep it organized as best I can, but guys, remember, I'm a seven, okay? I'm not a one, I'm not a six. I'm doing the best I can with what I got. All right, so let's talk about type six. I'm a little bit scattered, but we're going to go through the information. So hope you stay with it through the whole video because it's great stuff. I also have to admit that I'm very six-ish. Um, I am a seven, no doubt, but I have a lot of six wing. And so when I was going through this information, there was a lot of it that I, I could resonate with. A lot of it made sense to me. I'm not claiming to understand sixes as well as a six does. You might watch this video as a six and you're going to find, well, I don't agree with that or I don't agree with that. Okay, I'm not a six. I'm doing the best I can to try to understand each type. But saying that, there's a lot about this that I resonate with because it's so close to, to, to my personality. I am a seven wing six, social seven, uh, or the counter seven. All right, so type six. What does a six want in a relationship? I just try to come up with like the most simple phrase for each type. And with a six, I think a loyal supporter. That's what a six is. Uh, and that's really what they want. I think they want a loyal supporter in a relationship. Sixes can be very committed in relationships. Okay, sixes can be very committed in relationships. That is if they finally get to the place where they trust you. There's always that little bit of suspicion. There's always that little bit of 
being skeptical that's just inherent in being a six. But once they sort of get over that hump and deal with that, uh, once they decide you're an insider and you're a part of their family, you're going to be a part of their home, they're going to live their future with you, you can expect uh, a person who is going to be very committed to that relationship. Okay, six is fear uh, being without support and being without guidance. They seek a trustworthy and consistent partner uh, who will help them quiet their, their constant self-questioning. I would even say maybe they, they, they would appreciate a predictable partner. A predictable, trustworthy, reliable partner that can help them calm their fears. Somebody who can stay calm when there's a lot of stress and somebody who can um, be bold and help them you know, get in touch with their inner boldness. And sixes can look very bold. Um, they can look very bold, very determined, especially in the face of danger or in the face of um, difficulty. It's when things calm down and when things seem to be okay that I think sixes often get very nervous or when they are in charge or when they are the dominant one or when they are put in that position of leadership. They might need that loyal companion that will help them be calm during stressful times and being bold. Uh, and get in touch with their own boldness, you might say. Okay, sixes are often suspicious of others and at times can be skeptical of their partner, okay? Skeptical of their partner's uh, uh, affection for them, skeptical of their partner you know, schedule. What are you doing? I couldn't get a hold of you. Where were you? Why didn't you call me? Um, skeptical of maybe even what their partner is telling them. They might look for indications that their partner isn't being forthright or are totally uh, honest in everything they're saying and they're going to look for those inconsistencies and when they see those inconsistencies um, it's going to be distressing to the six sixes you might say are obligated to doubt they have an obligation to doubt that is to say they don't want to be caught off guard they don't want to be caught um, you know, red hand, not red handed. They don't want to caught with their pants down. They don't want to be caught off guard. So uh, they want, they, they, in a sense, keep this suspicion and doubt there because I, I don't want to be the one, oh, I should have, I should have expected this. I should have known. I should have, uh, I should have had my eyes open. Uh, stupid me, stupid me for believing this person. Stupid me for not seeing it coming. Stupid me for not having my eyes open. So six is, might be a little bit over focused on what did you mean when you said that and the little nuances that are going on in the relationship. They might overvalue or overestimate the importance of facial expressions, of how long it took for you to say that, and uh, how long, you know, that, that um, uh, before you made that reply. Why did it take so long for you to think about what you were saying? You should have just known what you were saying. Now, you can imagine that living with somebody like that could get exhausting. You could always feel like this person is questioning me. You know, why don't they just trust me? Why don't they just, um, what have I done to indicate to them that I've not, that I'm being deceptive or deceitful? And that could get frustrating to other types. Um, you know, a nine might be okay with that, uh, but I could see where an eight Although an eight would very much appreciate the loyalty of the six, I could see where an eight is not necessarily going to appreciate being questioned all the time. Or a one might not appreciate being questioned all the time. 
Um, like, what have I done to cause you to think that I'm not going to follow through on what I said? Okay, um, sixes are obligated to doubt. To ask one more question. It's like an obligation to ask one more question, just to be sure, just to make sure. You know, and the six, sixes have told me that they, that they um, might even agree with you. They might even agree with you and what you're saying, but still there is that requirement to just ask one more question, just to make sure that we've thought this through and that we're not going to be caught off guard. Um, sixes, you might say, could be called the leader of the opposition party. Sixes identify with the underdog. They know what it's like to have their, you know, to be back against the ropes and and to be facing overwhelming challenges. And actually, in some ways, sixes might be more comfortable in that kind of a position than being the one in charge. Um, being the one in charge is scary. I mean, you have a big target on you to say, hey, question me. The very thing sixes do, they don't necessarily want done to them. Question me, challenge me. Um, sixes, you know, that can be frightening to be the person that all of the responsibility is on your shoulders. You've got to make sure that everything works out okay. And when people aren't doing what they're supposed to do, you've got to go deal with them. And all the while, everybody's looking over your shoulder, questioning how well you're doing as a leader or as a manager. That's a very uncomfortable. Now, sixes, they, they will do that to leaders um, but and may not even realize that they're doing that to leaders and coming across that way to leaders. But it's, it's difficult for them to have that position of leadership or authority because they, don't, they know that there's a big target on them. And they might feel much more comfortable being the leader of the opposition party or leader of the coalition or leader of the mutiny. And which is so ironic that the person that is most loyal might very well be the person that's leading the mutiny. Um, because if they don't have their suspicions and their doubts, um, you know, uh, rested, then you might see them. Um, feeling like they have to act on their fears. Okay, good stuff. Man, it's so interesting. It's so helpful. Um, once trust has been established, sixes can be in it for the long haul. Um, my wife and I have just started watching uh, NCIS New Orleans, and so we're watching through that series. And I believe that the leader of that show, Scott Bakula, the Dwayne Pride character, is a type one, probably a one wing two. Uh, but his right hand person, uh, Chris LaSalle, is a six, probably a six wing five. And, you know, once Chris has decided that he can put his faith and trust in the, the leader, du uh, Dwayne Pride, man, he is every bit 100% on board. And whatever is needed, he's going to be there to support. He's going to rush in and face any danger to make sure that he's there for his his leader and make sure he's there to uh, to protect. And that's real. You know, the six is called the the six wing five is called the protector or the defender um, because once they buy in, once they believe in this person, they're going to be there. Um, you know, they are willing to face hell or high water to be there in order to support those that they love and to support those that, 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 that are relying on them. So they take that, you know, that very seriously. It's difficult for them to trust others, 
But once they do, you know, they are not going to in any way want to um, let the other person down. They're going to want to be a reliable, dependable defender of that of that other person. They are loyal. They are fun, reliable, responsible, witty, seven wing, right? Witty, kind, um, regular, um, predictable, and deeply value good relationships. Six want a partner uh, who is calm when they are anxious and helps them be bold when they are fearful. Uh, sixes can make great friends and can be great partners, uh, faithful to their relationships. They tend to be cautious, they tend to overanalyze, and they might overthink situations a little bit. They look for any sign or signal that this relationship might not be secure. Now, that is could be a little bit frustrating because, you know, what if I come home late? Or what if um, what if I'm planning a surprise and I don't, all the things I'm doing at that moment doesn't really add up and they just have to trust that I'm not doing anything, you know, wrong. A six has a hard time with that. A six has a hard time. You know, that, that moment when you go to the doctor and the doctor says, we got to run some tests. Um, we don't like what we see. Uh, we'll get back to you with the results. That two weeks of waiting, that is agony, especially for a six. They would much rather know what it is I'm facing. They'd much rather know that, you know, that I have X disease, that I have this problem or this, you know, this abnormality or this dysfunction, than to have that time where, you're, where, where your brain can just run wild with worst case scenario thinking. That two weeks of waiting to find out those test results could just be, you know, the worst possible scenario for a six. I've said before in videos that sixes are kind of always like four steps away from thinking that they're going to be homeless. You know, if I were to lose my job, uh, what would I do? I, you know, I could lose my apartment. If I lost my apartment, where would I go? And, you know, and it's kind of boom, 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 really quick. Phew, we're just from stable and secure to we're going to be homeless. Uh, so when that when that's when you see that thinking sort of spiraling down like that, it's important for you as the partner to not panic, not get frustrated with them, not get angry with them, not say, oh, there you go again. Man, you're just this is ridiculous. Why do you always think the worst? Why do you it's important not to lose your cool, to be steady and calm through that. Let them have their crisis for a second, be patient. And then think of it as like, I've got to go into that forest, take them by the hand and help them walk out of that dark, scary forest. Because it would be scary to think you were going to be homeless. Um, rather than, you know, correcting them and saying, this is, why do you always do this? Why do you always get upset? You're getting, you're, you're worrying yourself. You're scaring yourself. By the way, sixes, honestly, they, they probably do scare themselves. Okay. But it's important to slow down. Um, walk into the forest and say, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess if we lost our apartment, that would be a real problem. And then sort of, uh, yeah, well, you know, well, what could we do to make sure, you know, that things don't happen like that? And sixes are problem solvers. They are. I mean, sixes are problem solvers. I think they will walk themselves back out of that dark forest if they just have somebody that will kind of let them be a sounding board. They will bounce, you know, talk through without rushing them and just kind of talk them through 
um, what they could do if if the worst thing happened and just be patient with them okay um, sixes have a hard time believing everything is just going to be okay now there's a sharp line between sixes and sevens you know sixes have a hard time believing everything's gonna be okay sevens think everything's gonna be great everything's gonna be wonderful why would we worry about this um, you know it's all gonna be fine and on the six side of that line it can be hard to get to the point where you feel like everything's going to be fine uh, their internal fears and constant questioning could drive a wedge between them and their companions or them and their partner or them and their spouse that it, a constant questioning and those internal fears could could drive a wedge so uh, success could be frightening um, which is kind of interesting isn't it success could be frightening when you're back up against the ropes and you can see your enemy okay well then i know what to do now i've got a now i know who i'm fighting now i know who i'm fighting now i know what i need to do now i'm ready to face my challenges but when you're just when you're the first car in the race um, all the other cars might be gaining ground. All the other cars and the internal fears could take over to the point that I'm not comfortable being the first car out in the race. I, I'm going to drop back. And sixes might actually kind of like um, impede their own success because they might fear success. And so I'm going to slow down and let the other cars get up in front of me. I need to be able to keep my opposition in my sight. I don't like them behind me. I want to keep them in front of me so I can keep my eyes on them. When I get out in front, that's kind of terrifying. I don't know what's going on behind me. And that kind of thinking could keep you from maybe reaching your full full potential. I don't know what to do to tell you to fix it. I really don't. I don't know what to tell you to do to fix it. Uh, but maybe realizing that, that that's how you're wired or if you're a little bit wired that way, realizing that might be enough help for you to say, okay, am I just doing that six thing, you know, where I'm afraid of my own success? Maybe, maybe I'm just the six being a six right now and maybe everything's fine and maybe I should just keep going, you know. Um, kind of that six motto of keep doing the right thing or keep doing the right the next right thing. Um, okay, uh, visibility could equal attack. You know, when you're up in front and you're out in front, you're vulnerable. You're sitting up on high on your horse, uh, leading the charge. You've got a big target on you, and when you feel safe, what happens? You let your guard down, and when you let your guard down, you're not operating at a hundred percent. And so that's when they get you. They get you when you let your guard down. When you let your guard down, you're vulnerable. Um, so, and then if you get, you know, if you are susceptible to an attack and you get attacked, then a six is going to beat themselves up. Like, why didn't I see it coming? Why did I, I, sh I forgot to doubt. Ah, I should have doubted. I forgot to doubt. Okay. Uh, so they may get caught up in finding little ways their partner is being dishonest with them. Again, that could be exhausting when, when maybe you're not being dishonest with them. Maybe you just forgot to mention that I, I went past the donut store on the way home. I, I didn't think it was important. I didn't think it was, I just didn't think to tell you. Or I didn't want you to be upset. I just didn't want you to be upset. Well, if I, if I can't trust you to come home from work and you're going to the donut store when we're supposed to be on a diet, well, then how do I know that you're not going to have an affair? <laughs> now, that seems like a leap, you know. Um, 
But, I mean, it is logical, I guess, to some degree, is if I can't trust you in the little things, then how, well, then maybe I just, how do I know I can trust you at all? Not every type is going to make such a giant leap, you know. Um, but I can see, I can see why sixes might might think like that. I have a very strong six wing. My mom's a six. Uh, my mother-in-law is a six. Um, my daughter, uh, Olivia, is a six. So I, I've grown up and I've been surrounded by a lot of six energy and I have a very strong six wing. Uh, but, okay. So I get it. I really do. I think I get it. Um, they may get caught up in finding little ways their partner is being dishonest with them or is going to give up on them. Uh, healthy sixes are devoted to their loved ones and create a secure, stable, predictable, and fun environment. Capable of enormous self-sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely. For the cause. For the cause. Or for the group that they believe in and belong to. You know, for their Constitutional Republican Association of America or their uh, People's Democratic, you know, or their uh, uh, their uh, Independent Fellowship Bible Baptist Church or, you know, their uh, Daughters of the American Re Revolution or whatever the, the group is that they've decided that's worth my time. That's how that's how this community should be organized. Their community, whatever their community is or their family um, you're going to see sixes willing to self-sacrifice in whatever ways are necessary for the cause, for the family, for the home, for the group, for tradition, for the community. Okay. It's kind of a, we are in this together, right gang? We're in this together. We've got each other's back. We're going to be there no matter. I was talking to a, uh, um, a professional football player a while back. Um, that I had a Zoom appointment with. It was awesome. I meet so many awesome people through coaching. And I was talking to a professional football player that plays for an NFL team. And he's a six. And I was very interested because, you know, he said, I thought when I, when I joined, when I, you know, made it to a football team, a professional football team, I just assumed we're all going to have each other's backs. I mean, we are going to be a team. And it's going to be us against every other team. And he was very disheartened to realize that your biggest enemies are on your own team. You know, there's plenty of people on your team that want to see you fail because if you fail, then they get your position. They move up in the ranks and take your spot. And he's very disheartened over the fact that he found that his biggest threat was right on his own team. What a terrible moment for a six, you know, who believes that I'm going to be on this team and we're going to be there to cheer each other on and support each other. We're going to be there to protect one another. I think probably a lot of sixes end up in the Marines, you know, or end up on police departments um, or end up as EMTs uh, with that sense. And even in sports with that idea that I want to be on a team. I want to wear a uniform that says I'm one of these people. We're all in this together. We're safe. We're going to keep each other safe and we're going to protect our, our communities or we're going to protect our, uh, our nation. And we're going to, I think that's a very six, um, six thing. Okay. So, uh, it's easy to pull yourself together in a time of crisis and work for the cause. What's really scary is being by yourself or being a, being successful or having no enemy, um, obvious enemy that you can point at. 
Sixes want to know the enemy they're facing. They want they want the name. They want to visualize it. They want to see that it, and now realize what might happen is you might create an enemy that really isn't there. You know, sixes might start suspecting that the 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 other side of the office is the enemy, when really the other side of the office is just the other side of the office. Um, it, it feels more comfortable to have a visual enemy that you can point at and say, "There's the source of all of our problem." Think of it like this: the 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 fear lives within the six. Okay, so the fear is in here, but sixes often are going to look out there to find the cause of it. The fear is in here, but the six is going to look out there. Uh, oh, it's you! You're the one that's causing me to feel this way. Look at you! Look at your shifty eyes. Look at how you you leave out parts of your story. Um, look at you trying to uh, you. You mentioned uh, the assistant manager job. You're trying to get that assistant manager job, and that's why I'm feeling nervous, and that's why I'm feeling apprehensive, and that's why I'm feeling insecure. It's because, and then they'll find. Maybe they'll then find. You know what they believe is the source or the cause, and they may be right. I mean, they may be right. When you are detective, which sixes are, when you are detective, you you might uncover, you know, some uh, unpleasant things. But you might also assign assign things to people. In other words, projection. And if you read through, I challenge you. Okay, read. Read, read, read. When you read through the books on the Enneagram, what you're going to see is that sixes often project their fears out into the external world. In other words, they feel the fear, but then they project it out, you know, as if they are the ones that are causing it. All right. So in that way, sixes can scare themselves. Uh, Mental fears can seem like real danger. Um, Okay, so the sixth worldview, you might say, is the world is a dangerous place and I need to be prepared. The world is a dangerous place and I need to be prepared. This is such good information. I love it so much. It's so helpful in understanding people. And if you go back and you look through my playlist of sixes and you watch the early ones, you'll see in every one of these how my understanding of each type is just continually to be refined and developed as I, as I do appointments with people, as I observe people, as I read. Um, it's just every you know month, every time I go through the types again, I, I always uncover and unpack a little bit more, more and more clues that just help, I think, get more and more over the target so that uh, the information is accurate and correct. All right. It's never going to be perfect, but, you know, hey, I can live with that. All right. Communication and conflict. So if you're in a relationship with a six, what can you expect in terms of communication and conflict? Well, let's start by saying this. Fear disappears when you're in the company of your friends. Fear is a little bit um, relaxed um, when you are around the people that you trust. When you're with your family, you're with the people that love you, you're in your community, fears can be quieted a little bit. You can relax when you know that the people that you're with accept you and love you and support you. And remember, the fear of the six is to be without guidance and without support. So when you can look around in your family and you feel supported and you feel cared about and you feel like, you know, there's people there that love me and they have my best interest at heart and they'll be there for me, 
that's a great thing for a six. What if you don't have that? What if you don't have that? What if you what if you're in a family where you don't really believe those people, you know, have your best interest at heart? That could be a very difficult circumstance for a six to find themselves in. Uh, but in a good, healthy home, you know, you have history together with those people. Uh, you've been through some things and you've made it through some births and some deaths and lots of birthday parties and holidays. And so there's a comfort in knowing what to expect. There's a comfort in knowing the familiar. Again, on that line between six and seven, seven wants it something different. Sixes, I think, want something familiar. They're very comfortable in what is familiar. Okay, distance or silence now that is something to be afraid of. Distance and silence encourage fear and doubt. When I don't hear from you, when um, when I'm not uh, hearing you know or seeing you, then I might be expecting the worst as a six. I might be thinking you know maybe there's trouble, maybe you're in trouble, maybe you you uh, why why are you disconnecting? You know, is there something wrong? Are you upset with me? This is, I think, the spiraling thinking of a six is maybe you're uh, you're not well, or you're in danger, or you know the worst. Okay, so distance and silence encourage fear and doubt. Sixes are scanning the environment, listening to what is said, and listening to what it's not said, listening to what uh, is not being said, and the manner in which things are being said. So the unstated, you might say, what is not said might be just as loud or louder to the six hearing than what is being said. So the unstated or the unsaid resounds very loudly. Gestures, facial expressions, silence, all communicate a message to the six. Like, wait a minute, your eyes twitched right then. What what's going on? What's what's the deal? Okay? The six is vigilant, always observing their environment for clues as to how things really are. Imagination and worst case scenario thinking could take over. Looks for the message behind the message or the message underneath the message. And so the five comes and says, the evidence says, the facts say, the research indicates. And the six is thinking, mm-hmm, who funded that research? Mm-hmm, oatmeal lowers cholesterol. Oh, very interesting. That research was funded by Quaker Oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Yes. So sixes, even with all of the evidence in front of them, they might still, and the five would think, how can you not believe? It's clear the evidence indicate, you know, and the six might be thinking, yes, but evidence could be obscured. You know, mm. so sixes are looking for the message behind the message. They have an eye that goes beneath the surface, that detective eye. Assuming hidden intentions and motivations might be present in other people. Uh, they might be thinking the worst thing, like, I'm going to end up all alone again. I will be rejected. Am I really safe? Does this person really like me? Um, why are they upset? Why, I need to do something to help this problem go away. They're upset. They're not happy. They're angry. I need to. I need to make this go away. This tension. I want things to be peaceful again. I want things to be calm again. Sixes prioritize honesty and openness 
uh, over almost anything else. So if you love them and you bring them flowers and you take them out to dinner and you admire them and you show a lot of affection, but they don't know if they can trust you or not, yeah, it's not gonna work. Um, if I've got you know a secret phone over here that you don't know about and every time you know you walk in the room, I put it down. Um, and then when you leave the room, I pick it up again. Or they find out that maybe, for example, you've got another credit card that they didn't know about. Um, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Okay, sixes, if they don't feel like they can trust you, then what are we doing here? Then what are we doing here? What's the point of all this? The flowers, the candy, the house, the car, it doesn't mean anything if, if there's not open communication. They would rather you tell them the worst than to keep it secret. Because even white lies, even little you know bits and pieces left out, it's going to raise all the suspicion and all the doubt. They would much rather know what they're facing, and they'll probably be able to face it. Chances are good that if you gave them the worst case scenario, that they might be able to face that. But it's the, I don't know what's going on. I, I know something's wrong, but they won't talk to me about it. That... I don't know who what the enemy is. Okay, that's what's going to be overwhelming to to the six. All right, they need to understand everything because if they understand what the problem is, then they're more able to prepare and plan and, and face that crisis. Um, not okay. What else did I want to say about that? I told you I'm a little scattered. I am. I know some of this is going to repeat itself, but, you know, okay, it is what it is. Not trying to be challenging to others. They just need the information. They just need the facts. They just need sufficient information so that they'll know what to do in order to respond to that. Okay? They want all the information. They want as much facts. They want you to be as truthful as possible. So then I know what I'm facing. And now I'm able to, like, okay, I'm able to, like, set myself and face the challenges that's in front of me. Not having the information or not having clear information can make them feel much more pressure and anxiety and insecurity. So, what, I mean, what is all this saying? It's being straightforward. Just be direct, be straightforward um, with, with your six. Um, don't be harsh, but be honest and uh, reassuring. Because they would much rather know the truth of what they're facing than to be told something that they want to hear but isn't. they find out later isn't the truth. They look for the intention behind the actions. If something bad is going to happen, sixes want to know about it. They want to be able to brace themselves. Uh, they want to be caught off guard. They, they are emboldened in the face of danger. Okay, Fears vanish. Fears can, and this is interesting, fears can actually vanish a little bit uh, when they know what they're facing. Once they know what the tragedy is, once they know what, where, the, where the attack is going to come, now they can brace them. Now, see, now I can relax a little bit because now I know what to do. Now I can take action. Now I can take steps. Now we're moving somewhere. Now we're, 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 we can relax the fears because we can develop the plan. Okay? So fears can vanish when you're fully engrossed in an activity. The obstacles in front of you 
Focus your attention away from your fears. The obstacles in front of you, the barriers in front of you can actually make you feel better knowing what they are because now my fears can go to the background as now I begin to face the challenge in front of me. Okay, remove the obstacles. And what are we doing? What direction should we go in? I don't know what we should do. I don't know where we should start. Once you remove all of the barriers and all of the obstacles and you have a clear path, well, then now I'm, I'm suddenly visible again. I've got a big target on me now for attack, and I don't know what direction to go in. All right? Uh, comfortable as the underdog. Comfortable against the ropes. Uncomfortable as the one in charge or the dominant one. Hard to chart your course unless you have clear opposition. It's hard to chart your course unless you have clear opposition. I need to know what the goals are, what the objective is, and what we can expect in terms of obstacles, challenges, and opposition. And now the six is going to be fine. They're going to just be steady. They're going to push through their fears. They're going to be loyal to their companions. They're going to drive and move forward now that they know what the terrain is. But now not knowing what the terrain is, okay, that's terrifying. So they want to hear the truth in a clear and concise and honest way. What's going to happen is not near as frightening as what might happen. Untruth triggers suspicion, which can be very hard to forgive and also very hard to trust again. Uh, okay, let's see. Projecting their fears. When their partner attempts to refute or diminish their worries, oh, it's going to be fine. I don't think we need to worry about this. It's going to be all right. You know, you think you're being helpful, right, to diminish somebody else's fears. I don't know that the six is going to take it that way. They're probably, it, it's probably going to make things worse when you tell them, you're being ridiculous. I don't think you need to worry about that. You're just a, you're just a nervous Nancy. I think the six is not going to appreciate being told to just walk it off and let it go and, you know, it's going to be fine. Uh, sixes might need somebody who could validate their concerns um, give them some space to process and let them talk through and not humiliate them even if their fears could sound a little ridiculous, okay? Even if their fears might sound a little like that's never going to happen. Um, I think they would appreciate somebody who doesn't laugh at them or humiliate them, uh, or doesn't minimize or diminish their fears, but just steady and calm provides them a sounding board to talk through and process because sixes are smart people. They're going to solve their own problems. They just have a hard time sometimes, you know, in that process. Okay. It's kind of like a, uh, you might say like a gear, you know, is kind of switched in there where they have a hard time trusting their own ability to solve their problems. So they just need somebody to say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, yeah, but what would we do then? Okay, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's good. I think that I think that's good. And then they go, okay, you think that's good? All right, okay, all right. Well, then I think we're good. Okay, so sixes are not usually asking you to fix their problems um, or their issues. They just may need acknowledgement of their problems. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. That would be a problem if we... If we lost our jobs, that would be a big crisis. You're right. You're absolutely right. Do I think we're going to lose our jobs? No, I don't think we're going to lose our jobs. But that's okay. I don't need to say that right now. I just need to validate your concerns and tell you, yeah, that would be a problem if we lost our if we lost our jobs. Um, yeah, if we lost our jobs, we we might 
we might lose our, our house. Do I think we're going to lose our house? No, I don't think we're going to lose our house. But I don't need to tell her that right now, that we're going to lose our house. I just need to be supportive. Yeah, if we lost our house, we'd be in a, in a world of mess, wouldn't we? Wow, that'd be awful. Actually, as a seven, I think I wouldn't be that bad. You know, I mean, we get an RV. If we got an RV, see, reframe. We get an RV, we can see the world. The house is holding us back. I'm not going to say all that to a six. But that might be what I was thinking. All right, so uh, when sixes feel they have enough space to process in this way, they feel safe. Okay, Sixes can be defensive and reactive in conflict. Conflict could threaten their sense of security, and sixes might want to avoid it. You might see, you know, sixes are, remember, they're hot and sour, they're sweet and sour, and hot and sour. I love hot and sour soup. Uh, sixes are hot and cold, sweet and sour, for you, against you. Sixes can turn on a dime. You need to keep that in your, in your understanding of sixes, right? Sixes are, are there for you, they're going to support you, they're going to take care of you, and then they find out that something about you is off, and then, nope, I'm against you. This is ridiculous. Um, we're going to let our administrator know what you said. Okay, sixes are for you, and they can turn on a dime, and they can be against you. I told you before in a video that one time my daughter, who's a six, right, I, 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 I was eating a lot of chocolate imagine i was eating a lot of chocolate and i started feeling like you know like i was having a hard time breathing i don't know i i don't know if it was too much milk or i don't know what but i said i said to my family you know i think i'm eating too much chocolate because <clears throat> i keep having like this respire resp like i can't get a full breath and it seems like it happens every time i eat chocolate maybe i'm allergic that was all i said so i didn't eat chocolate for two weeks okay after the two weeks, I thought, well, you know, it's been two weeks. Let me try it and see if it negatively affects me. So I grabbed a couple of Hershey Kisses and I said, I'm going to try this chocolate and see if it bothers me. Olivia, the six, comes running right up to me. Dad, don't do it. Dad, please don't eat the chocolate. Dad, don't eat the chocolate. Dad, I'm unwrapping it the whole time with a smile on my face. I'm unwrapping the chocolate. Dad, don't eat the chocolate. Dad, don't. Dad, please. Dad, I'm begging you. Don't eat the chocolate. I put the chocolate in my mouth and she says, I hope you get sick. I hope you start coughing. <laughs> and I said, wow, sweet and sour. <laughs> okay, so you can say it like this. Sixes, might you might find them either at your feet or at your throat. <laughs> I didn't write that, okay? At your feet or at your throat. That's interesting, isn't it? Sixes can feel flustered in conflict. I think that's a good word for sixes in conflict. They can feel flustered. Like they're prepared, they're ready, they know what they believe, they know what they want, they know what the problem is, and then they get into the middle of the conflict or the debate, and the, it, it, all of a sudden they're not sure what they think, they're not sure what they believe, they know that there's a problem, but now it's like flustered. They could feel flustered in conflict and they might need space to process. Maybe they need to write it out. Maybe they need to write out what they're thinking. They might feel more comfortable writing it out in a, in a text or an email or a card or something like that. Uh, after conflict, sixes wanna make sure that everything's gonna be okay, all right? So they need to know that they're forgiven. They need to know that things are going to move forward, that this they can put this behind us 
Although sixes are going to keep a record, you know, of I thought I could trust you and you've kind of been diminished in that. But I think sixes, they might frustrate their partner because they want to make things okay again. Are things okay? Can we come back to normal? Is it going to be all right? And their partner might still be angry, frustrated, moody, and maybe not in the best mood to to say, yeah, everything's going to be fine now that we've had this conflict. Now I'm ready to put it all behind me and let's move forward. Um, Intimacy. Take another drink. Sixes and intimacy. Sixes need quality time together to feel safe and loved. Quality time. In other words, um, we need to do things together and we need to spend time together. We need to have our ups and downs together and be there to support each other through all of those times to feel safe and loved. They want to create a sense of home with their partner. Quality time, complete honesty, open communication all help the six feel more comfortable in the relationship. That sense of safety and security is a prerequisite. That means it has to come first for both emotional and physical intimacy. Troopers, good word for sixes, troopers need security. Troopers need to know uh, what the schedule is. Troopers need to know what's coming next. They like the structure. Troopers need structure and certainty. Unknowing, excuse me, unknowing is paralyzing. Anything could happen. They might doubt their partner's sincerity. They only said that to be polite. They're just trying to make me feel better. Um, They might doubt their partner's uh, sincerity. Secure sixes believe that they can relax, uh, but then relaxed sixes feel like they're not being vigilant enough. Oh, I forgot to doubt. I need to doubt more. So sixes can kind of go back and forth, sweet and sour, hot and cold, between that six place of fear and that nine place of peace. They want so desperately to be able to be at peace. But then when they are at peace and they are relaxed, well, then their guard is down. And when your guard is down, that's when they get you. (sighs) Sixes, we love you. It's not easy being a six, I know. When I am relaxed, I let my guard down, and that's when I forget to doubt. I lose my edge. You know, having that edge can help you be productive and useful and get your work done, and and when you relax, you lose your edge. And so sixes might sort of live on that adrenaline. They might live on that on that anxiety and be very productive with it, but Maybe it's taking a toll on you. It's important to reinforce your connection with a six so that they know on an intimate level that they can rely on your presence in their life. They need a partner who will listen to them without judgment to their fears and their anxieties. No matter how illogical some of those anxieties may sound at the time uh, or to someone else, uh, not to laugh at them and say, oh, you're being ridiculous. You know, not, you know, be patient. Help them walk through their, their fear. They need a partner who helps them hear and rely more on their own inner voice, their own inner judgments, to trust themselves more and to trust their ability to work through their problems more. They dislike surprises, sometimes even good ones. Um, they hide because I should have seen it coming. So we surprise you with a birthday party. Yes, they're happy about the birthday party, but how did I not see this coming? 
and they might be frustrated with themselves because people got the best of them in this birthday party. Maybe they could get the best of me in some other way. Highly value structure and security. They don't want to be caught off guard. Uh, let them know what you are thinking and how you are feeling and they can face the challenge once they see what it is, maybe. Okay, so some key steps. Sometimes sixes may need constant reassurance that the relationship is stable and secure. It's important for their partner to remain calm and steady during stress and conflict. It may feel at times that the six is testing you. It's important to listen when the six opens up and shares their anxieties or shares their fears. Always be truthful with them. Even white lies can undermine their trust. Even things that you don't think are significant uh, might undermine their trust. Don't diminish their fears by telling them, don't worry about it. That's never going to happen. You're just being a, um, uh, ridiculous. Rather, instead, say, what could we do if that would happen? Or what do you think we should do if something like that happened? In other words, go into that dark forest and help them walk themselves out. Uh, there is a lot to be afraid of in this world. Um, you know, I think eights know that. Uh, eights don't necessarily want to process fear as fear, but there's a lot. There's a lot that we could be nervous about. And relationships, guys, are not doing well. Uh, relationships, by and large, aren't doing well. And there's a lot of reason to have a difficult time trusting um, other people in life. People let you down. And when you let your guard down, you kind of feel like, well, I should have seen it coming, you know. But the reality is, is um, you know, relationships are worth the, the risk. They're worth the, the difficulties. They're worth the challenges that come with them. And I think if a six, you know, is in it, they're in it for the long haul. And they're not going to give up on you. Um, Maybe sometimes you wish they would. <laughs> be patient. Be predictable. Be reliable. Be trustworthy. All right. Well, guys, thank you for uh, checking out this video. I hope it was helpful information. I know it sure helps me in understanding the people that I work with and live with and deal with. And uh, I hope it helps you and helps your relationships. And as always, be present to life. Don't miss what is right in front of you. Um, because you're so focused on what could be, what, what, what was meant by that, what was said in the past, what's coming in the future. Um, don't miss what's right in front of you. Okay, thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Blessings.